Cash Doll, Big Sean, Ayy. Ready, set, better yet. Got this bitch rockin' like we never left. Big time, big, big time. All she want from me is just a little time. Flooded out the venue, ayy. I look better than what I've been through, yeah. It's a celebration, ayy. Cause we made it out the basement, ayy. Stay hungry, stay patient, ayy. Then we made it out the basement, yeah. Welcome back. No Clue Podcast, episode 65. We have returned. We have returned. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Mike. And I'm Tyler. Welcome. Man, this NBA offseason just keeps getting wilder. <laughs> and did it get more wild since I mean, last time? Houston. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we didn't talk about that, huh? Yeah. Um. Okay. <clears throat> Go ahead. You got it. Uh, well, the Houston Rockets traded Chris Paul for uh, Russell Westbrook, pretty much. There's there's a bunch of picks included for OKC, but, I mean, we don't know what that's any of that's going to do. Right. Uh, so, basically, Chris Paul got traded for Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Uh, and while the Rockets have upgraded, they did not get any better. <laughs> is kind of is that the, how you feel? The consensus. Oh yeah, yeah. It seems like everybody feels like that, honestly, because nobody really believes in them to win a title still. Yeah, it does seem like a lot of people are saying that. I don't, yeah, and even the people who say they got better aren't saying that it's substantially better. Yeah. Um. So, what do you think about it? I think it. I mean. They upgraded individually, like, 2K ratings-wise. They mm-hmm. upgraded. But uh, if I, I think they got a little bit worse, to be honest with you. <laughs> okay. And, and, again, this is all speculation. And But my, my idea is a guy whose usage rate was 40-something percent or something insane... And a guy who was slightly less insane with like 35 to 38. Mm-hmm. Who's adjusting their game? Because mm-hmm. to me, one of them has to take a drastic step back. Mm-hmm. One of them has to take... I'm assuming you have an idea who it will be. And I, I know a lot of people who probably agree with you. But uh-huh. I can't believe that either of these guys... When was the last time either of them had to adjust their game for another, like, to fit a team? Like, the Rockets have, in the last five years, have all adjusted around Harden, who's been the same player he was from the time he got there. Right. And, I mean, Westbrook, you know, at this point, we've criticized Westbrook for all there is to criticize, but... (laughs) He's a guy who did not, who in the last, since Durant left, and even when Durant was there, he really never adjusted his game. Yeah. Right. So, who's it going to be? Um, well, I'll say this. If Westbrook is the one who adjusts his game, they won't be successful. So, I think it would have to be Harden. Because 
in Westbrook's case, if he adjusts his game, adjusts it to what? Like, there's nothing else. He can't do anything else but do what he already does really well. And Harden, you know, Harden is clearly top five shooters in the league. Um, You know, top two scorers in the league. And if he just sticks to to scoring and not so much assists, if he doesn't try to lead the team in assists every night, um, I don't think Harden, Harden's game, you know, will um, take so much of a step back in uh, productivity, if that makes sense. You know? Yeah. I think he could still average 35, and Westbrook still average, you know, a good amount of points and his normal 15, you know, crazy assist numbers some games. Um, But Harden will still get his assists because a lot of his – best scoring games is when he has a lot of assists because, you know, he's getting doubled. He's getting guarded 50 feet from the basket. That's not going to change. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what they do as far as a lineup with those guys either. I don't know if the lineup changes. Because, like, you, I think you asked, what does Eric Gordon do? Yeah. He, I, don't, I don't want Eric Gordon out there with both of them ever. Dude, if he's if he's a great spot up shooter, but like he's so much better than that. He is. And, and it, to me, like you you limit him so much. Like, dude, when Harden and CP were off the floor, they could just give him the ball and he could go to work. Yeah, he has to be back to six man this year. There's no way he starts with them. Yeah, it, that's just a disaster. Um, and CP just last year he just shot he shot better than he ever had. He ever did in the league, like the um on Houston was his best shooting part of his career in my opinion. Yeah, and and that's where like from a basketball standpoint, <clears throat> they allowed Chris Paul to continue to shoot some of the mid range shots that he likes. Yeah, and again, I understand that when he's shooting at a career high percentage. Right. But let's be honest, Westbrook is not coming in. And gonna all of a sudden shoot a career high percentage from mid range, especially <laughs> if, with the kinds of shots that he takes. If I was a coach and I could stop Westbrook from shooting any jump shots, I would do it. Just <laughs> no jump shots at all. Don't, dude. I just I feel like they're gonna limit him to the point where he has to stand around, or or Harden is standing around, and it's it's so it's gonna be such a disaster. Well, that's why I think if Westbrook is the one that gets limited, it's going to be a disaster. Harden has to be the one to, you know, do a little bit less. I don't I don't think it's going to take so much less, but it's clearly less, you know. It's just it's more than most people are capable of. The other thing is who who leads this team? This team is of in desperate need of leadership. And initially, when Chris Paul got there, I was like, this is a good move. Yeah. But, and Chris Paul's been on some bullshit, you know, the last couple years, I'll admit. Mm-hmm. But you, now you put an even more, like, honestly, a more selfish personality on the team. The most selfish personality in the league. I mean, honestly, like, <laughs> who's going to step up and take over... Uh, in, in the crucial playoff games and that Houston has been known to lose. Westbrook, for sure. 
It would But you really believe that he could do that? Oh, not and win. <laughs> That's my point. He's dude, yeah. he's been outplayed by his matchup alone the last two years. Yeah. And if it's okay if it was just Lillard couple times i get it lillard's a great player yeah he outplays everybody dude most of the time but you got outplayed by rubio rubio looked (laughs) smarter in every facet of the game (laughs) like dude i'm still i know that was two years ago but like westbrook is, is still the same player yeah i you know i think people overestimate um and overstate how much Westbrook has improved? He just does different stuff. He doesn't. He hasn't gotten any better at anything. I think he just chooses to do things that he didn't choose to do before. He still can't shoot any better than he did when he was a rookie. Yeah, and I, I like you can't tell me that he's a good shooter when he uses like a, a month's time when he's hot to even out his percentages to like serviceable, not even respectable. Right. Like, borderline, like, still trash, but he makes just enough to be at, like, 30%. Like, dude, 30% is not a good shooter. And and I know people probably don't take this statistic, but I I would bet that Westbrook just passed more than he ever did in these triple-double years. Yeah. I think he just passes more. I don't think it's like this, he's a better passer than he was. He just chooses to pass more. Right. And he doesn't even have MVP on the team anymore. Um, so, I don't think Westbrook is capable of changing. And that's why Westbrook was one of the harder people to move for them. Because, you know, what team says, okay, I'll just take a Westbrook. And the rest of the team has to acclimate to Westbrook, which is the biggest problem. So, I think... I don't think Houston is any different in that. So we'll see. But it just to me like every time the going gets tough, these guys either complain to the media or at the media. They complain to the refs or about the refs or they complain about like teammates with Harden and CP3, whatever the issue there. And now you can't tell me that there was no problems between the two of them. Yeah, they said after, Harden said after the game, the last game they lost, that CP and him and, well, CP was arguing with the other players about spacing, like after their season was over. Yeah. And that, that really got on Harden's nerves for some reason. But, I mean, I understand why, but um, I don't know why he was surprised is what I don't understand. Like, that's what CP does all the time. But, you know, Harden, this isn't the first person Harden didn't like playing with, so surprise, surprise there. And I would, dude, I wouldn't be surprised if they're at each other's throats midseason. I think midseason they're going to be fire. I really do. Beginning of the season, I think it's going to be rocky. And middle of the season, I mean... Middle of the season, I think it's going to be fire. And end of the season, I think they're going to be very confused. And, you know, we'll see. I think it'll probably be another two-year deal with like they did with CP. Two years and one of them is out of there. Probably Harden this time. But <laughs> I, like, I understand. To, to me, 
I have no no confidence whatsoever that Harden will adjust. Well, he may try to, and it may not work. So he'll just go back. That's what oh. he did with CP. Yeah. He'd adjust for like five games, and he's like, you know what? Forget that. I'm about to just go crazy. And then that's what happened in the beginning of the year for them this past year. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, when you adjust, when when great players adjust their game, they impact it more in other ways. Like, if, if Harden's taking a step back, he shouldn't be a bum on defense anymore. But you know, <laughs> watching him the last six years, I know he will be. Yeah. So it's And Westbrook, yeah, he's a little more uh, willing to play defense, but he's what Harden is not willing to do, Westbrook makes up for in just stupidity. And Westbrook's willing to play defense is, like, uh, very short-lasting. Like, he'll play, like, four possessions of tough defense. Yeah. And then the next ten possessions, he's nowhere to be found. He makes it look like he's a good defender, but, you know. He gets behind his guys a lot. Like, on screens, ball screens, he follows behind, and then he's just... Then he just starts cherry picking from there, like he's at half court and, and just and decides not to come that's back. Exactly on why he gets outplayed in the playoffs. It is whether it's by a great point guard or a middle of the pack point guard. <laughs> yeah, like Rubio has never looked that good before or after that series. No, he hasn't. And and he, I, I got to start looking at who he's going against. <laughs> he hasn't looked that good since the Olympics, <laughs> right? <laughs> You remember how fire he was? <laughs> he was. How yeah. excited every everybody he was, uh, everybody was for him to come to the league. Dude, there was so much hype when he was first couple years when he was throwing dimes to like, uh, what's what's the number two pick? Uh, I can't remember the name. Minnesota's number two pick, like maybe was, like seven years ago or something, eight years ago. Um. Uh, Oh, uh, Williams, Derek Williams? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Derek Williams. Uh, Derek Williams was, man, he had a, a couple of fire years. Yeah, I mean, he's similar to Beasley. Like, he showed me that he belongs in the league, but then, like, like why don't you bring it every night? Yeah. How are some nights you're, like, not even, a like, a factor in the game? And what didn't he come back on Cleveland with LeBron? Yeah, and he played good, and yeah, then he did. and then all of a sudden LeBron just let him go. He was gone the next <laughs> next month. <laughs> he was playing great. Oh man, great for where his career was at the time. Um, and the other the other issue I have is you, you get this you have this other alpha on the team now. And, and D'Antoni is not a guy who controls alphas well. No, he's not. Like, yeah, he caters to how they play, and that's why you see Harden putting up historic numbers, mm-hmm. and all these role players can play really well. Yeah. That's exactly why they lose in the playoffs. Because somebody has to lead the team. Yeah. And I can't point at the two star players to do it, <laughs> and I can't look at the coach to do it. Right. And, like... P.J. Tucker can only play, you know, so well. 
<laughs> like, dude, he ends up playing some of the his best basketball, and they still lose in playoff games. Yeah. And if you think about it, like, from a just a box score, if, if Tucker is playing well, you should be undefeated. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, if Tucker's giving you 15 points, or if he's strapping KD or whoever else, like, and you're losing games because a star player disappears for the last eight minutes? <laughs> star players this time. Right, right. And now, yeah. like, for when Harden disappears, Westbrook will be perfectly fine chucking up as many misses as he could take. Right. It's just, I feel like even, like, I, I, I believe that they could have a better regular season. Mm-hmm. But I think they're going to get spanked even worse than they have in the playoffs the last few years. I think so, too. So yeah. It's just... Yeah, I mean, I like the move just for the fact that you're putting more fans in the in the seats, at least. Who you know? Wait, who beat them this year? The Warriors beat Golden them, right? State, yeah, without okay. KD. They... They won't be beat KD. worse than that. <laughs> I don't think it gets worse. I think it does. Who who could possibly think, beat them? That's worse than that. I think they're that. going, dude. I think they're going out in the first round this year. Oh, for sure. Like it, it's going to be just run down the the Western Conference teams. Are they beating Portland? Hell no. No. Are they beating, dude? I I don't even believe they'll beat Utah, and they just beat them the year before. They'll have trouble with Utah. They, they could beat Utah, though, I think. Either of the L.A. teams? No. Doubt it. No way. Uh, What am I... Dude, I don't even... Dude, they might lose to San Antonio. Oh, yeah. I'll take San Antonio there, too. <laughs> that's... Yeah. Dude, that's at least five teams right there. <laughs> There's only three other spots. <laughs> the Nuggets? Another team. I don't, I don't think they could beat the Nuggets, to be honest with you. I'd be surprised if they beat the Nuggets. That would be their. That's probably their best chance, though. Dude, I I really. It's just hard for me to imagine them working together like to both of their strengths. Mm-hmm. And these guys have never adjusted to getting better with their weaknesses. <laughs> right. Like honestly, in the last two years, how many? When was the last time you actually saw? Harden score where somebody else passed him the ball. I can't think of any. I'm not going to go uh, even I can't go back 2 years just cuz I don't remember it as well, but last year I know for a fact it never happened. Right. So it's like all of a sudden now he's going to move without the ball. Yeah, he'll move without the ball so he could get it to ISO. Right. And at that point Westbrook is standing there useless. You might as well have Westbrook just jogging back on D. <laughs> right. It's uh, uh, and they've know, been in top five in turnovers for the last three yeah, years. Exactly. Actually, they've been one and two three out of the last four years. <laughs> and now you ask, and that exposes that like that they're not elite passers. How like did Cousins said, lead the league in turnovers? <laughs> well, Sacramento was rough his last like year and a half there. Yeah. He's led it. He was second in um, 2015, but Harden was third. Westbrook was first, as usual. Dude, so. I just like I, I Harden's a little bit more of a gifted passer. I'll give him that. But like you said, Westbrook just passes the ball. 
Yeah. People are wide open. <laughs> he just right. he gets it to him and it's like this highlight assist. No. And he also has a maybe not a top tier center to pass the ball to, but a a, a good center. He has top tier hands. Right, exactly. Think, yeah. Cuz like now, I think Drummond and him are like in the same tier. Yeah. I but I think Adams' hands are way better. Yeah. So It's just I don't know, man. I I just can't picture a basketball scenario where Westbrook fits in. Mhm. But like you said, if he takes a, if he's the one who has to take take a huge step back, there is going to be a disaster. Yeah, I don't even know what a setback is for Westbrook. <laughs> right. I don't for either of them. What does that even look like? Right. I could see Harden stepping back and just you know, trying to be off the ball, but still, it's just he wouldn't be anything like he was since he was on OKC. I don't even think he could do that, to be honest. <laughs> we'll see. He's literally, last four years, he's just ISOed more and more and more. And to his credit, he's gotten better and better and better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he he goes back to the same issues he has in the playoffs. Like, his shooting percentages drop from everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he doesn't hit... He doesn't give you eight step-back threes like he gives New York in the middle of the season. <laughs> For some reason, that never happens in the playoffs. Right. You remember that insane game that he had against the Warriors when he had, like, the insane game winner over, I think, yeah. Draymond? Yeah, of course. Why, why does that never happen in the playoffs? I don't know. He doesn't have the same fire in the playoffs as he does in the regular season. He doesn't get as many fouls. No. And Westbrook is the same in that regard. Mm-hmm. Both of them suffer because they don't get the same calls. Like, there's just so many things that point to me that they're going to be bad. <laughs> uh, that it's... I don't know, man. I just think it's going to be a disaster. We'll see how, how you know, triple-double worthy they are now. Especially Westbrook, when Westbrook isn't in the everybody box out and get out the way <laughs> offense anymore, right? Or defense, I should say. Um, so that'll be interesting. Um, how many wins do they get this year? Forty plus. Yeah, I mean, I think they'll win games off of the fact that they have. You know, two of the top ten players. 50 plus? I'll say 48. Okay, so they're 6th, 7th, or 8th seed. Yeah, I think they'll be... I think they'll make the playoffs, but I don't think they'll have home court in the first round. Okay. Alright. I agree. And they'll lose in the first round. And even if... Again, (laughs) I would not be surprised if they're the number one seed... And lose to the number eight seed in the first round. I agree with that too. Like, who's a surprise team in the West right now that could turn out to be good? The Mavericks, maybe. maybe like Dallas could beat them. Yeah. I'm not saying they will, but they could. Yeah. Just because those guys fail so hard in the playoffs. But also, the other thing about the West, and the other thing about LeBron, like, uh. I think there's teams that are really, really good that could just slip down, like the Lakers. 
yeah, I w- that wouldn't surprise me. I think the Lakers could like end up seventh, eighth seed. Maybe injuries, or maybe they just you know rest, or they just lose games, and then end up being fired in the playoffs because of playoff LeBron. So we will see. What happens to Chris Paul? I know they're they're talking about him getting traded. Yeah. Um, Dude, well, if he, goes thing- to, uh, if he goes to the Lakers, like Stephen A. said, I'm done. How I don't know how logistically that could happen. Yeah, I don't know. He, I think he pointed out like a way for it to happen, but I, I just can't believe that. <laughs> if that happens, LeBron is a LeBron is a terrorist. <laughs> they still go find a way to lose. They'll be worse, but yeah, CP. they probably would. I'm almost at the point where I think CP just makes every team worse. I said it a couple years ago. I remember my mom is a big CP fan, and I was like, "Mom, CP will never win a championship." <laughs> and she was like, "Why?" I said, "He's just he's just that guy. He's cursed. Yeah. He's a, you know he's not gonna win a championship, but." He may go to the team, man. And what about um, the Clippers? Him going back to the Clippers? Yeah. I didn't. He he wanted out of there, so he, he'd be a bitch for coming back. <laughs> Austin's not there. They <laughs> I mean, brought Austin to him to the Rockets, and then yeah. he was ready to leave again. Uh, yeah, I, I mean it's hard for me to. <laughs> What's a team that he would help? I really can't picture a team. The Spurs. He'd make the Spurs fire. Yeah, but again, that's more of how much faith I have in the Spurs than it is him. Well, yeah, yeah. So and, it's like... And the thing is, he wouldn't have to be the leader on that team. Yeah. Either. Um. All right, moving on from CP and Westbrook. Uh, what other big moves happened? JR is getting waived. <laughs> yeah, today, right? Yeah, he has to today. Oh man, uh, I mean, it'd be interesting. Wouldn't surprise me if he goes to LeBron. I mean, the Lakers can. I don't know how the Lakers can pick anybody else up, man. I know people I are saying they that used their little thirty million or whatever they had. I don't know how. How many spots? Let's see. I'm gonna count the spots they have, or count how many players they have. They have McGee, Kuzma, LeBron, Dudley, Davis, Cousins, Rondo, Green, Daniels, Cook, Caruso, Caldwell, Pope, and Bradley. That's 13 guys. Yeah, they got a couple slots. <laughs> if, if JR goes there, then what? Someone has to be inactive. You can only have 13 no. active guys. No, yeah, it wouldn't. I mean, again. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to L.A., but I'd completely understand him not going to L.A. Troy Daniels is out of there, then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he'd be nice for the Clippers. He would be nice for the Clippers. But the Clippers are in that spot where, like, any sufficient role player could just help them. Yeah, man. I, I, don't, I still don't have confidence in the Clippers yet. I, I think I need to see them first, but... That's I know fair. what you're saying. I could see it, but I need I need to see more. Sure. I think he could go to uh, Philly. I think he could help Philly out. Oh, he definitely helped Philly out for Much sure. Needed spacing. Uh, for some reason, they they don't have any like guard depth now. 
And it's like, you know, Sim, like, bro, you know, you're going to be benching Simmons come big games, but it's like, come just, crunch time, we're fouling. Right. Hack, hack it, Ben. Um, yeah, man, they don't have any. They got Raul Nato. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Raul. He's a uh, bucket. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> He'll probably go to Brooklyn watch. JR? Yeah. That'd be cool. He'll go home to Brooklyn. Kyrie. Him and Kyrie would be the new duo. <laughs> <laughs> JR could get back to his like Denver and New York days where he's throwing up like nonsense. And it still goes in? Yeah. Yeah. Because JR, even as like a, a 3 and D guy, dude, he was hitting some of the most insane threes out of like anybody in the league. Yeah, he was. So, you know, once you give him touches, like he'll make shit happen. Yeah. Um, apparently, Reggie Jackson is also on the block. Um, <laughs> CP's not going to play with Blake again. <laughs> but no way there is absolutely no way <laughs> that would be wild though they just signed Derrick Rose so I, can, I understand why Reggie's gonna be out of there they need a starting point guard though I mean shit I'll start D Rose if you can get me a quality guy oh no and I love D Rose and I think that's crazy it I might mean, work Detroit is not that good <laughs> so it's like what you're saying like what other option do they have right and not, you cannot continue starting Reggie Jackson <laughs> it's just dude it, <laughs> every time I've watched it the last two years it's been a disaster yeah and like he's like dude I think if he could accept being a backup point guard like he was in OKC yeah he, he, to me he'd instantly jump back to Top tier backup point guard. I agree. Yeah, but like, he's playing he... just bad enough to not be a good starter. Yeah, and he plays too, like too many minutes to be that bad. Yeah, so he does have to. He needs to come off the bench. You're right. I agree with that. He could be so fire off the bench. <laughs> yeah, you limit like you limit him making you know the majority of your team's offensive decisions, mm-hmm. and you could just let him be aggressive. There's not a lot of point guards available anyway. Not starters. Yeah. It'll be... They'd have to, like, you know, get someone who doesn't start and for, force them to start into something that doesn't work, probably. Um, the Heat also said they don't have any interest in CP. I think I said that already, but... They're smart. They're sticking with what they got. Yeah. Harrow's looking like a steal... Yeah. Uh, And even if he's not a steal, dude, similar to Miami and San Antonio, and I don't know, maybe there's a couple other teams I can't think of, Mm -hmm. but they just find ways for these either scrubs or average role players to just thrive. Yeah, they do. So Miami is such a good fit for him, even if he's not as good as he's looked. But... And Miami's smart for not going crazy and trying to get, like, Westbrook. I don't think Westbrook would have worked there either. To be fair, he probably wouldn't work anywhere, but... Right. It's such a Rockets thing to do, to think that'll 
well, I don't know. I mean, they had to get rid of CP3, so. I think I think Westbrook would have worked in Miami if they didn't have Butler. But having Butler and Westbrook, I, I don't think he works. No. I think the fact that everyone else on the team is a role player would have been fine for Westbrook to yeah, be. a better version of his, like, first year or two with OKC post-Durant. Yeah, exactly. And better, you know, better organization. You don't have, like, Roberson out there. Right. Everybody is a threat on Miami. Yeah. So I think that would have helped, but no, at this point, no. Nah. Not without Whiteside or with Butler. I don't, no, nah, I don't need Westbrook. Um, What else do we have for free agency? Anything? I got a dude. <laughs> I was laughing. Why, why did Chauncey Billups have to point out the blatantly obvious? About what? About Mello. Did you see that? <laughs> Yeah. Why do you have to throw him under the bus? Yeah, like, I don't know. Like he, dude, it's so obvious. I'm pretty sure everybody knew that. Yeah, I think so too. But for him to say it, like it, it validates what everybody's been criticizing him for. Right. And it's just, it's, it's tough too, cause like, Billups, Billups was the only reason Mello had any playoff success. Yeah. So it's like it's so if he's saying it it's it's reality. I mean yeah. I I have the I have the clip right here. Oh, I'll play no. it for those who haven't heard it. I tell you what, it's so crazy. I feel bad for Melo and here's why. Melo was like a good teammate, man. Like yeah, it's great Mello guy. practiced every day. He didn't miss any games. Now, the only thing I will say and I've even told Melo this. Oh, you don't Scoring 30 it. meant too much to Melo. <laughs> it meant too much. That's because it. <laughs> he could have games where he had 20-22, we win the game, and he's mad. He might have 36, and he's in there, you know, we lose the game, and he's in there picking everybody up. Scoring 30 meant too much. But I think now you look fast forward to tape, and the reason why he's not in the league, because he's still worthy, yeah. is he hasn't mentally taken that step back to say, okay, I'll come in and play against backups. I, I'll try to help the team out. I know I might not be able to close, but I just want to help. Well, he's not. Th- he's not Dude, there yet, he says. He's just, at this point, he's not going to be there. He's not getting there. <laughs> Two years, basically, out of the league now. It's just, like, you, you can't give him credit for, for, like, the little things he did as a, a leader that are good. And then completely throw that away because if he's praising guys on losses when he's dropping thirty, I'd have bro fifty games into the season, I'd have been told him to go fuck himself. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like bro, bro, if he's really do, I mean, you know, Chauncey could have kind of siced it a little bit. Yeah. But man, no, I be- I believe exactly what he said. <laughs> that just hurts, man. Because you know we we know guys like that all the time, even in yeah. pickup games. Yeah, you have a great pickup game, but you lost. But you good? Is I mean, it's the same concept, and um, I'm sure that's Carmelo. I could see it. <laughs> that's dude. When he said it, I'm like, oh my god! Like everybody's been like assuming this, and now everybody's been right. Is what Billups just confirmed. Yeah. Because the fact that Carmelo 
wasn't always demanding more people come to the Knicks for like the last eight years he was on the Knicks shows me that he really didn't care about the success of the team. It was just about how good he was playing because he was still top five in the league all the time. Yeah. But he didn't want the team to be good. I mean, he didn't care about the team being good. I shouldn't say he didn't want the team to be good. He but, just wanted to be the centerpiece. Yeah, as long they as they were good or his. not. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough, man. Well, young, that's what play- it is. young players learn from, from Melo how to not play. Right. Or what kind of mentality not to have. Right. And, you know, college coaches. Is one thing that's good about going to college is college coaches should try to help instill that in the players. And that's one thing I do give. Um, um, wow. I don't remember his name right now. But that's one thing I give Kentucky basketball. Calipari? Yeah, Calipari, yeah. I give Calipari credit for that. Even though I don't like Calipari otherwise, he does get these guys who are used to averaging 40 a game in high school to become team players just from being at Kentucky. Yeah. Because, you know, all the guys they have, and not recently, but last 10 years, the guys he has usually could be the best player on, like, every other college team. But, you know, he gets them to work together, and then when they come to the league, they're usually pretty good teammates, with the exception of Carl Anthony Towns. And I like that he he's very genuine about, like, pushing his guys to get in the league and be successful. Yeah. Like, if you're going to be that kind of, you know, uh, that kind of program, at least you're kind of going all the way with it. Yeah, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, man, RIP to Melo. Big three comes next, I'm sure. Nah, he probably won't. He won't embarrass himself by playing in the big three. He probably thinks he's, you know, above it. Yeah, he is above it, though. You're probably right. <laughs> How many big three guys ever were all-stars? I mean, Steven Jackson was once or twice, I think. An all-star? He wasn't an all-star, like, once? I don't know. Maybe like- with the Bobcats. Yeah, he was kind of fire <laughs> on the Bobcats. He was fire on the Bobcats. He might have been on um, Indiana. I think he, mm. I think he was good on Indiana one year, but I mean, Jermaine O'Neal was one a couple times. Uh, yeah, uh, Catino was. Not that many though. Was R- Richard had one or two, or maybe a couple. Yeah, maybe one or two. Yeah, because well, Lewis averaged. 20 plus a, a, a good amount of years he did yeah the league was good though that yeah a couple right. of those a years of, a lot of guys are cooking and that was and that's the thing that um the guys now the east west thing made it different for them too for the guys back then because um you know soon is gonna be <laughs> there might not be any players from the east in the um, all-star game eventually (laughs) (laughs) how it keeps going you know what i'm saying yeah how they keep changing the rules Mm -hmm. but before it was like we're gonna find 13 guys whether they're really great all-stars or just you know pretty good got players to be in the all-star game i remember some scrubs would come off the bench like you know 15 years ago in the all-star game be 
you're like, oh man, no one even wants to see these guys play. But anyway, um, okay, moving on, moving on. Summer league, summer league is did it end? Well, I don't think I don't know if it's maybe. It might have ended. I'm not sure, honestly. I know they had the tournament. I think it did end um, yesterday. But um, we talked about Tyler Hero. He's a standout for sure. Edwards just never cooled off. <laughs> Edwards dominated for his, you know. Dude, he ended his college career hot, and he has like super heat retention because <laughs> four months later he's still hot. <laughs> he he averaged like twenty four points a game in the summer league. Uh, percentage oh, was insane. He was clearly the best player on the court every time he was on the court. Basically, he played amazing. Edwards played amazing. He got got yeah. a deal, a small deal though. Did you see his contract? No. It's um. Uh, let me let me check so I don't get it wrong. But I believe it was four year. Let's see. I think it was four year five point two. That's disrespectful, but four point like five. That's it. For four years. He's getting a million, and, and that's a lot of money, you know, for a regular person. Yeah. With, with some of the money these fucking scrubs make. Yeah. That's disrespectful, considering he's only showed out when he's on the court. Right. They, you, got, you got, dude, there's the debate going on of, of the number one pick shouldn't even have been playing summer league. Right. Like, what do you think <laughs> about that, by the way? Zion not playing summer league, but like Shashevsky's like he shouldn't have been playing summer league. <sighs> Shashevsky is in college basketball for a reason. <laughs> number one, and number two, summer league. Him not playing, all the top, the top players not playing, has been good and bad to me. It's been bad because I really don't even care about the summer league if I'm not seeing the best players from the like, rookie there's class. There's no reason to watch Memphis, right? Because Morant's not playing. Yeah, and then there's so many guys who've been in the league for years playing, which is weird to me. But that's cool, you know. Grayson, the Nets have like four, have like three starters playing. Yeah, why is Allen in the summer league? I don't know why Allen's in the summer league. Karuks started a couple times for the Nets this year. He was yeah. in the summer league. Crazy. Um, They're really developing Kyrie's supporting cast. Somebody else was in there too. I'm like, what? Is, what is going on? And then you got guys who should be playing in the summer league not playing. Um, and like you said, Memphis Jackson isn't playing, but Grayson Allen is playing. It, it's. I don't really get that part of it. Um, so that's been kind of whack because I watch the games and I the timeouts come and here comes all the rookies, the top draftees, coming, you know, giving dap to the scrubs. <laughs> yeah, they're all there. Yeah, so, yeah, it's not like they're not at the event. They're there, which makes it really weird. So that's what kind of sucks about it. But it also has been good because I'm not sure if you know some of these guys who are playing really well would have played in the summer league if 
Um, like, I, I can't think of all the names, but whoever is playing power forward on the Pelicans right now wouldn't be playing if Zion was there. Yeah. And we know Zion is on the team. So I I could see them using it now more of a, more as a tryout because the guys who are guaranteed to be on the team aren't playing in there. So that makes sense in, in a way. Um, so it gets guys more of a chance to try out. But at the end of the day, we're let's be honest, they're trying out to be on a G League team. They're really not, you know, there's 13 guys playing in the Summer League and maybe four of them, four of them tops will be on the actual team. Yeah, that's team. by far best case scenario. Yeah, yeah. And that's like, you know, Memphis will probably have more than four. Yeah. Phoenix probably have more than four. Um, you know, those things. But, yeah, it's kind of weird, man. I, I get why Coach K said it because Zion, you know, hypothetically, he didn't need to play in it, but he should have. Yeah, I, I just don't like that it's it's got this demeaning implication of, like, Summer League is beneath him and, like, he he only got hurt because he played in Summer League. Right. Like, dude, how do you know he wouldn't have gotten Like, he's not going to get hurt opening night after 11 minutes. He still played him for the se- rest of the season when, you know, he could have got hurt in college. Right. Like, if he really believes that he shouldn't play anything but an NBA game, he should have sat him after he blew his shoe out. Exactly. If he really believes that, he doesn't believe that, man. He's only It's only about Duke. That's it. That's it, man. That's frustrating. I just, I think the comments BS. Like, I, I understand that, yeah, Zion's an NBA guy. He's ready. Like, he doesn't need to play. Okay. But don't say it like it's the Summer League's fault that he got hurt. He should, his fat ass should have been in shape. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're right about that. All of a sudden, dude, he gets hurt. A co- like, a week goes by. All of a sudden, there's all these reports that he's not in shape. He's overweight. Like he's been eating New Orleans food too long already. Like <laughs> What is going on? He's been down there for a month and he's eating too much Cajun, too yeah. much Creole. <laughs> Dude. This makes no sense. Yeah, that's oh, crazy. <laughs> that's really crazy. When he could have played 15 games. You know, yeah, and practice with those. He probably didn't even practice with him, right? I doubt it. He, he, I think he practiced like the day before his debut. Right. It is. It is just bizarre seeing so many guys. Like I wish they didn't come at all. The the guys who are going to be on the team, the rookies. Yeah. Like, why are they there? If they're not playing, just to talk to the guys. Yeah. Who and aren't going to be on the team? Have you seen the like the the whole notion now that because all these young guys are hurt, it's it's AAU that's that's messing all of them up? No, there's I like an heard article that. on ESPN or something. I, I should have pulled up the article before, but uh, yeah, man, there's just like there's this notion that because kids now play so much more, yeah, that all these guys are like their knees are. At, at a 35-year-old's level when they're, like, mid-20s. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's because of the 
you know, five, six games a weekend or, or just games every other day. Yeah. Like, but it's just crazy to me that you're, you still, you can't be in fear of injuries if you want to play basketball. Right. Right. And it's, I, I understand blaming AU and they are, they're, they're super messed up. Yeah. With some of the things they do. Mm-hmm. But to point at that alone, like, some of these NBA prospects could be doing a better job taking care of themselves. Yeah. Like, why, nobody looks at Zion's being overweight as, like, maybe it's his fault. Or maybe <laughs> it's whoever's around him. Like, maybe it's their fault. Yeah, I mean, Zion looks disproportionately big up top. To his little <laughs> yes. ankles. His ankles look tiny compared to how big his upper body is. He looks, dude. His upper body looks so big that he looks like he skips legs. Yeah, he does. Now, now, once he starts jumping, you could tell he doesn't. Right. But it's like, dude, you're asking to break down if your upper body is just so massive. Right. Yeah. And New Orleans should have been on him about this. Yeah. Like, the fact that New Orleans just put him out there, he got hurt, and, like, it's, it's whatever. Like, that should not have happened. I always think it's bizarre that these, you know, um, these things come out about players not being in shape. Like, who said that? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I do remember, I think Seth Greenberg, some ES, one of the ESPN, like, insiders, I guess, whatever they are. Yeah, but, I mean, who told him, like... I don't know. If I'm a team representative, why would I tell someone that Zion isn't in shape? Like, I don't know. That doesn't benefit anybody. It doesn't help the story or... It's a bad look look for him, bad look for the team. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's just weird that they even talk about that stuff as a team or as assistants or whatever. We could just say, yeah, we're just trying to get him in the shape we want him in. Not that, oh, he's in terrible shape. He's sucking wind. He can't, you know, can't finish a mile. Dude, they were the like the captions and the memes on Instagram with him sitting on the bench with the like the tight polo. Yeah. I, I was like, man, that's not a good look. <laughs> <laughs> at that point, he shouldn't even be at Summer League if you got him looking like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. I the AAU thing, I could understand that. And it might be true. No, it but to, to a certain extent it definitely is. Yeah. But the and plus the other thing and this is the also the NBA's fault. The NBA should I guess they can't they can't step in and do anything about AAU, but AAU doesn't really care about the players' health. Not at all. <laughs> if you're not ready to play, cool. We'll just pick someone out of the parking lot to play. Right. <laughs> Happens all the time, by the way. Yeah. Um, and the gyms aren't always like health code checked. Oh, dude. You know, you know what I'm dude, saying. I used to die, dude. I like both you and I both played. Yeah. You you probably played more than I did. I only played uh, like one or two tournaments my junior year, and then pretty much all summer leading up to college. Uh huh. But man, the the idea that players are supposed to walk into a gym and warm up for three minutes <laughs> and start playing at full speed from being on the road sometimes yes. four hours 
is is just utter nonsense. It is, and like, that's dude, unhealthy. I'm, and it's like it's almost like they're lazy and trying to like get through the games faster. Yeah, like you can't spare, you can't put 10, 15, 20 minutes in between games. <laughs> like if you can't do that, you shouldn't be running games. Have you ever had to like play a game at one location and like the second game was at like oh, yes <laughs> another location miles away? You had to rush, Dude, switch your shoes so many times, hop on a van. <laughs> Plus, they're sitting a lot of times. We're sitting on vans. So like our knees are crunched like oh, with God. fifteen guys, and me I'm usually the smallest dude on the team, which is fine, but you know it I can't imagine being six six and sitting on a van with fourteen guys, you know, and coaches. <laughs> and That's why a lot whatever. of these guys come out looking sloppy. Yeah, a lot of these bigs like dude I've been watching like. In my area, I'm starting to get into high school basketball more. Yeah. Just because I'm training some people at that level. Mm-hmm. And, man, like, some of these guys look so awful. And yeah. I'm just like, dude, it's like there's no development. There's no preparation. There's no basic skill set. And these guys are getting thrown out there because they're six seven. Right. Now, another thing that isn't talked about often is these guys, some of these guys are, like, weight training in like middle school like yeah. hard weight training <laughs> dude what's the kid uh zion Harmon? have you seen him on like youtube no dude he's one of like the up and i think he's like maybe a sophomore now or something mm-hmm. dude i watched his highlights when he was an eighth grader i'm not joking he looked like an nba player to me <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, how is an NBA player or how is an eighth grader dribbling the ball like he's been playing basketball for 20 plus years? It's crazy, how man. Do, how do his calves look like certain people's thighs? Oh, yeah. I'm looking at him right now. <laughs> his calves are crazy. <laughs> it's insane, man. Yeah. this That's not that's not healthy either. Like they're they got these guys training at this level before their bodies are even mature. Right enough right. to take it and that's another that has to go into it because they're like they're playing aau and they're doing all this wild training so early like um what's the what's the white kid's name at georgetown oh mac mcclung yo he was way overdeveloped as a freshman <laughs> there was no way he should have been that cut in that bill as a freshman like dude <laughs> There's no way his knees are going to keep up like that. I can't yeah, believe just, it. Right. And, and I mean, it's cool. It's cool now, but in the long run, you see it. And that's what they're talking about. These guys, you know, dealing with all these injuries so early. Yeah, and both of the the, the fact, like, what you're saying, that these guys are training at such a level now. Mm-hmm. And if they were just training and playing, you know, high school games. Yeah. That's different. That that's a a good thing. Some of these teams play a hundred games a year. Dude, it I, my AU program now. Like I when I was playing for them, it was summer tournaments, and it was like one small tournament before the high school season, and like one small after the high school season. Yeah. Now, AU season is from April to October. <laughs> It's from like two weeks before school starts. Exactly. Yeah, two weeks after school Dude, basketball ends. 
it's gotten so bad. My high school participates in certain AAU like events just to play more games. That's crazy, man. And I'm like, what is going on here? Like, it's it's in that regard, I understand where the criticism of AAU is coming. Yeah, it's too much. It's way too much. It is, and the thing is, I I don't know from a medical standpoint what it does to guys, you know, because. In a lot of cases, guys would just be playing basketball anyway. But the the strain that the outside of off the court part does to you is is crazy. It's way too it's way too much for these young kids to be doing. And and dude, if they have another couple of years where eight of the top ten picks are hurt, <laughs> somebody's gonna have to start doing something. Yeah, and they're doing all, and plus they're doing all this strenuous activity while they're growing which is you know it's not right look look at the top players now they really didn't get into their crazy athleticism until after they got drafted look at Durant Durant probably didn't lift a donut until he got into the NBA yeah he couldn't bench I remember there was a story he couldn't bench the uh, the combine what was it yeah, yeah, I remember. Like, he couldn't even get the weight up, like, once. Right. And, and, I mean, he's a top NBA guy now, so. And you look at LeBron in high school, he looked the exact same his second year in the league. It wasn't until, uh, like, two years before he went to Miami, he started getting really crazy. Kobe's yeah. another one. Kobe Kobe didn't hit weights like that till he... Till Shaq left. Right. Till he almost was 24 before he got real crazy. So, I mean, the fact that these guys want to come in looking like LeBron already is cool, but it's not safe. It's not healthy. It's really not. These guys are 20-year-olds before they get to the bodies that these 17-year-old guys already have. Yeah, and it's tough because, like, a lot of people have criticized the AAU like I remember NBA guys were doing it on NBA TV yeah back when the open court show was going on when they were just it was like a podcast kind of show yeah uh, they were just like they were dude they, it was to the point where it's like I don't even want my son to play yeah cause there's no regulation there's no plan it's just playing and, and it's tough cause as a kid that's exactly what I want yeah but now that I'm older I'm like dude I I can't support that. Like, just playing and not taking care of yourself and just figuring it out as you go. Like, right. Yeah, man. It's tough. It's a it's a rough life too, man. Being the um, being like overly devoted to AAU. Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> you're traveling. You're playing. And if you're like, if you're a top recruit. Like, you got to play in all these extra, like, all-star tournaments now. Yeah. Uh, it just this. Yeah, man. It needs a teardown and restructure. It really does. EYBL and AAU. Yeah. It needs to, it needs to be different. And the thing is, it's not that, um, you know, there's just, there should always be summer leagues and places guys can play. But the fact that AAU and... Like, Summer League has combined, if that makes sense. Like, AAU is also for people who aren't serious. And that's kind of what makes it even more dangerous, I feel like. Because 
it's like this blend of D1 players and guys who just wanted something to do this summer. And then it gets it gets diluted, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Then there's that's where all those super teams, super AAU teams exist. Where there's like eight Division One commits on the same team. Yeah. And then they're playing against a team with zero. And it's like yeah, a dude. I played. I played a couple different teams like that when I was in AAU. Yeah. Where I would walk in as you know, I was one of the taller players on my team because we weren't that talented. Uh-huh. And we were playing guys where everybody was my height or higher. Right. At every position. Right. Yeah, it's kind of wild. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, real quick. Um, Wimbledon. Yes. Yes. Did you watch yes. it? Yes. You watched the finals? Hell, I didn't watch the whole final, uh, but I saw, like, about half of it. All right, I watched the whole thing. I was sitting there all four hours and 50 minutes <clears throat> man <laughs> those are, I mean I think this Wimbledon men and women it was the the last four people last the two people in each finals were the four best tennis players in tennis in my opinion for men and women like the two best men and it was the two best women mm-hmm. and I mean it, it showed on the men's side it, it showed, man. Those guys, back and forth, so evenly matched. And Djokovic took a whole set off, just slept basically the second set. <laughs> <laughs> he just went and took a nap in the second set. Yeah. And, you know. Federer looked, I saw like the, the tiebreaker, like the ending tiebreaker. Yeah. yeah. And Federer did look a little bit more gassed. He was kind of slipping, uh, not reaching the ball on a number of the points. Yeah. I mean, tennis, man, they don't get enough credit. The conditioning you need for oh tennis. Oh, my God. I, I argue <laughs> with people about this all the time. I can't imagine any sport needing more conditioning than tennis. Like, seriously. Yeah. It's like it's like, dude. Tennis is what uh, the worst kind of basketball practices are, where you're defending for the entire two hours. Yeah, like the whole tennis game, you're laterally going back and forth. And it's and you're in like in the analogy to the basketball, like the guy you're checking is the best player because right. he's coming at you the whole time, just you. Right. Yeah. Because like soccer, you know, soccer needs a lot of conditioning because you run a long way. But there's moments where, depending on your position, you're just standing there. Or you are you can jog, and like the action isn't in front of you. In tennis, every time, you get like 10 seconds of rest, and then there's nonstop action coming right at you all the time. Yeah. For four hours. It's, it's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, and the, it's also one of the few sports that isn't timed. Like, soccer, once the time is up, you're done. Right. But in tennis, you keep going until somebody wins. And individual sports, like, there's just a different mentality that you have to have to be successful in individual sports. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it's it's tough, man. Yeah, tennis tennis is the only individual sport that's that active, right? Pretty much. I want to say, I mean... Golf is uh, stop and maybe go. Maybe like boxing. Oh yeah, boxing. Yeah, all the fighting, but also that's kind of in a category of its own. Yeah, and it's you know after those 
10 rounds, 12 rounds, five yeah, rounds, whatever. Exactly. You go home, go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> or go to the hospital and then go to sleep. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, um, congratulations to Simona Halep and Novak Djokovic. Man, it was a lot of fun to watch. A lot of fun. People- I'm not gonna lie, dude. Federer is supposed to have been like washed like three years ago. Yeah, and he still oftentimes looks like the best tennis player on the planet. Yeah, this is tennis is really top heavy, especially in men's. Yeah. Like, how often do you see anyone but Nadal, Djokovic, or Federer winning? It's rare. <laughs> so, in Federer, like you said, man, his age is still getting it done. He's four years older than both um, than Djokovic and three than Nadal, I believe. So yeah, I think he's about thirty-eight. Like Roddick was, I remember Roddick was a guy I watched a lot. Yeah, and he was like he was done by that point. <laughs> Roddick got washed quick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Roddick. Roddick had the fastest serve when he was playing. Yeah, and as soon as people figured out that serve. <laughs> He was done. Oh, man. I remember he had he had like a marathon with Federer. I, I want to say it was like oh nine. He had, it's this um it's the second. Well, it was the first longest in yeah, ever in Wimbledon until, until yeah this week. It was crazy, but uh, <laughs> I I did watch the semifinal too. Federer beating the doll. Yeah, it was, it was good. It was. I mean, the the score wasn't as close, but but it was closer than it than the yeah, score said. The doll didn't look terrible. No, uh, Federer, Federer always looks better than him, though outside of uh, outside of clay. Yeah, the thing is, Nadal. <laughs> Nadal is like fundamentally like trash. <laughs> How is fundamentals? He does nothing technically right. He, dude, his style is like like nobody else has his style. They don't, because everyone else learns how to play tennis right, and he just right. he just does it off instinct and strength. And so it's it's so much more physical ability than like all the other top guys. Yeah, and I, it, I mean it kind of shows in a lot of the injuries that he's had. <laughs> yeah, like he breaks. Like has he ever played more than like two three years without suffering a big injury? No. I said I, I said on here uh, one of our first podcasts. I've never seen that I'll finish a full s- season of tennis, yeah. all four majors. Yeah, yeah. This well, is Wimbledon was great, man. Yeah, it was. It was. It's really good. Uh, and Wimbledon's always like just the, that slight increase in speed. Yeah, because of the grass is is so fun. Yeah, it's so entertaining. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and it, Wimbledon has its own swag to the event you know with yeah. the um kate being there and all the royalty there all the time yeah. i do kind of miss uh uh murray there yeah he played doubles oh okay he got uh, waxed in doubles though <laughs> i'm happy he's playing because i remember his injury was was real bad yeah he said he's done with singles but the doubles he was playing i think okay. he had serena as a partner which oh, is okay not a good combination, but it's cool. Because I'm I'm happy he's playing. Yeah, I am too. For Plus, now, I know the fans are happy he's playing. Like, if a local guy was, even if he was playing like shit, I'd be rooting for him anyway. Right. Yeah. There's not a lot of Brits playing tennis. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, you got any other sports? 
Uh, big three was cool this weekend. I don't. I mean, Joe Johnson's continuing to kill it, but besides him, there's. I don't really have anybody else to shout out. Okay. All right, I'm gonna play your gym. You want to introduce? No. No, not really. All right, shout out, shout out to Kid Cuddy.
that you're removing what's moving stuck inside a statue look at you go ahead and pogo something go catch you a petty logo shed on my tattoos i read all the bad news it says i'm too careful into the frequency line welcome back uh <clears throat> where do you want to start with music man ed uh yeah we can start with ed good old ed sheeran man okay i see you ed with number six collaborations project Go ahead, man. I know you want to talk about it. Go ahead. You got it. Uh, I'm trying to think where to start. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, it's it's flawless as far as I, I've heard it a number of times. Now, um, the only exception is PMB Rock had no reason to be uncross me. The first time I heard it, I didn't even know he was in it. And then I was like, oh, that was PMP Rock. He's like he's like the ba- like that weird background thing, and he sounds really out of place. Yeah. He doesn't sound very good. Uh, outside of that, everybody else on here is great. Uh, and what's crazy is everybody on here is great, but nobody steals the show from Ed Sheeran. I agree. Like, none of the songs, you never feel like any of the songs are like, somebody else's with him participating in it mm-hmm. uh he sounds so great throughout like he he shows a lot of versatility on this mm-hmm. uh he kind of he kind of fits his style to work with the artists that are featured which is pretty cool yeah uh and because it is a collaborations thing there's a different like vibe to almost every song yeah uh, but I was shocked at how great some of these collabs were. What's your favorite one? Whew, man. Or three. You could do three. Her uh, her was crazy again. She's just been... Uh, I Don't Want Your Money was super fire. Yeah, that, that's... That might be, might be my number one. That's my number one, too. <laughs> uh, I was shocked at how much I enjoyed Young Thug and Jay Huss. Yeah. yeah. I was like, wow. And Young Thug was like, his verse was short and he sounded really good on like the, towards the end of the hook. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, this, this is just really well made. Uh, and, and Eminem and, and 50 Cent, I mean, they didn't really kill it, but it, it did feel kind of mid, mid 2000s throwback. Who knew Ed Sheeran would be the one to give right. us M and right. 50 I back was, together? I was shocked. <laughs> When I saw that, I was like, I have to listen to this album just off of that. Yeah. Um, but I also really enjoyed the Travis Scott song. I really liked the beat. Uh, the whole production on that song is cool. Okay. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, man, it's just great. It start, none of these songs sound bad. Like, PMB Rock is not in Cross Me that much, so he doesn't really get to fuck it up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's like really in the background so like you said it's hard to hear him honestly yeah but yeah man it's just everybody sounds good the production's crazy uh i don't know man i mean i don't really have anything deeper than that yeah you covered it really to me um 
you're right. He, I like how the songs really almost sound like the featured person song with Ed on it more than it sounds like Ed on their song. But like Ed leads, he leads all the songs. Like you said, they don't overshadow him, but because of the production, like South of the border clearly sounds like a Camila Cabello song. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I don't care. It could go either way, but antisocial sounded like a Travis song at, you know, for a lot of it. Um, I like that. I like that he did that. I hope he does this again. Or I hope someone else does this too. I liked it. I liked yeah, it a lot. Not everybody could pull this off, I feel like. Yeah, not everybody, but uh but he definitely did. He did I for mean, sure. I even like I Take Me Back to London was crazy. Yeah. I was like, dude, I did not think he could do that. Yeah. Uh and the song with Khalid was really nice. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just every song on here I pretty much loved even cross me like i have fun listening to cross me mm-hmm. uh like chance sounds great uh, production again is great the production here is is top tier yeah i agree i agree uh, and it's just like it's perfect 15 songs is perfect length <laughs> i mean to be honest for a flawless album it could be as long as it needs to be right uh when when there's no bad songs like it length doesn't isn't really an issue when every song sounds good right uh but yeah man i had so much fun listening to this this weekend it's it's kind of made for everyone too which is really cool yeah i think everyone could have a different favorite yeah yeah i think so yep my uh my top three was i don't want your money i like to put it all on me and um I want to say antisocial, but I feel like I only liked it. Well, no, I liked it, but Travis was such a big reason why I liked it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it probably is. That probably is my third favorite. So. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to listen to, man. A lot. It was an adventure. The whole, the whole thing. It felt like he really took me different places with his talent and with the other artists. So. Yeah. All right, that was quick. Uh, I mean, you definitely go listen to this. Like, this is a super recommendation for me. Yeah, same. Yeah. Okay. Uh, big crit, right? Yeah, I think you listened to this one before me because I remember when I talked to you about music, you you already said you started it. I started it, but I didn't. I didn't finish it. I probably didn't finish it before you. Well, okay. I might have. Um, okay. Let me think how to... Big Crit is one of those artists where... I don't really know what to expect from Big Crit. I know some things. Like the you know the country roots is always going to come out, no matter what. Um... <laughs> I don't really know this album this album I feel like Big Crit tries to do a lot of things that top tier people do and he's really not top tier he's not I'm not sure if he's on a tier and I don't mean that in a bad way but I mean like 
he's so different all the time. I can't like put him in a constant tier, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um but this album was it was it was fun. It was fun for me. I really liked the production on most of the stuff. Um he showed his he showed versatility to an extent. Some of the songs sounded the same though. Some like the high energy songs were very similar. Um, so lyrics were pretty good. I, I just think he's one of those guys you have to l- really like Big Crit to really enjoy his albums, all of his yeah. albums. Um, so with that being said, I it was cool, but I probably won't listen to it again. I may listen to a couple of the songs, but I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it either. Uh, yeah, I'm similar to you. I, I enjoyed it. This, uh, and I guess this is a good thing. I enjoyed this project more than any of his other ones. Because mm-hmm. like you said, the production on here is good. And I think he's gotten better at just making songs. Mm-hmm. Like this, there's more, this feels more like an album rather than just like rapping. Like in the past, he's kind of just rapped and I never really cared for like any of the hooks or any of the other kind of sounds he would try to go for. Yeah, this is really cohesive. Uh, yeah, and he's also, he's not too preachy on this one. Mm-hmm. And he's done that in the past where he's just kind of doing that, like, motivational talking. Mm-hmm. Where, which is, it was pretty played out, in my opinion. <laughs> uh-huh. Because <laughs> almost everybody does it now. Right. Uh, but, yeah, man, I, I enjoyed this project. I mean, it's maybe, like, three songs too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not, like, a big deal, you know. If anything, the interludes, you can kind of skip through those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I really like the features, and I like that they were few and far between. Mm-hmm. You know, there wasn't too many, which... Uh, like, Lil Wayne, to me, sounds the best he's sounded all year. I agree. And oh my God, he killed it. And the other features, they were accents more than, like... They weren't big parts of the song, either. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Rico Love was really subtle touch Mm -hmm. but really made the song better uh baby rose was really nice yeah i liked that Uh, i like that song too yeah j cole was nice i like that his verse was kind of like at the very end of the song Mm -hmm. uh but it was a good verse yeah but yeah man he he does a good job like a, a couple times uh on my second and third listen this album kind of like slowed down and all of a sudden, a track would pop up that I'm like, like this is what I want. Yeah. Like, I really like Believe. Oh, I do too. Believe is really good. I really like Blue Flame Ballet. Yeah. Uh, and again, like, Family Matters was kind of meh. And then the interlude comes in, and I'm like, you know, I need the energy back. Yeah. And he brings it back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but his rapping is... I mean, his rapping has always been good. Like, I've never... From the first time I listened to him, I'm like, he's, to me, he's a top-tier rapper. He is, yeah. Straight-up rapping, uh, for sure. Right. Yeah. And, and to, like, I can't think of, five, like, three to five uh, South, South, you know, artists right now that are better than him. He's my favorite South artist, for sure. You know, yeah. T.I., I would have picked T.I. like six years ago, but. Yeah. Now, I mean, Jeezy's not putting out much. Right. Uh, but yeah, man, he sounds really good and, and I enjoy, I want to hear more from him. Like this album and this is probably my best compliment 
to a lot of the projects we talk about, especially ones that aren't maybe as as great. Uh, but I'm excited to see what he does next. Yeah, it, yeah, it's a, it's a good album. It is. Yeah. Um, and he has good stretches on here where the music, um, like you said, he's getting better at making songs. Yeah. The songs in a. It's like he put these songs in a good order, I guess. Like yeah. sometimes guys have an album and it seems like the songs don't really flow into the next song at all or like it doesn't give you a story within the album i think he did that well though um, yeah yeah what's your favorite track you think <laughs> i like blue flame ballet a lot yeah yeah I, I listened to that a couple times and it's probably the most maybe not the most heavy lyrically but um i liked that a lot uh I liked Prove It a lot with Cole. I liked... I liked how this album opened. And I'm pretty sure I'd heard Crit here. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure it came out a little bit ago, but... Yeah. It was, a nice, it was a nice way to start the album. It was, yeah. It was. Because, uh, again, as I said, like I, I never really enjoyed his projects prior to this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in, in, if the first like three to four songs were bad, I probably would have had a much worse review of the album yeah and I think even though I said if you're sometimes you need to be a Crip fan to like his albums yeah. I think if you start with this album I think yeah, he I may agree. gain more fans if this is the first time they heard him yeah for sure yeah yeah. I think it's easier to go backwards from an album like this than it is to go from the other album to this one um, tired of J. Cole's shit why? I'm tired of him sounding better on features than any of the f- songs that he like makes. <laughs> I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. I don't know what's up with he's, J Cole. Man. He's dropped, dude. He's not the third guy anymore. No. Like I, f- I feel like there was a stretch where it was, you know, whoever you had at one, it was either Kendrick or Drake. Mm-hmm. And then Cole was the clear cut third. Yeah. Now there is no clear cut third. There was there was a point where Cole was like the um like the maybe he might be first kind of like the Kawhi in a way where like you had the two best which was yeah. Kendrick and Drake like you said and he was right there yeah and people some people will tell you they like him the best or that he yeah. was the best but now it's like I don't know anyone who says he's the best anymore. And that's what happens when you put out two mediocre albums and an overhyped, you know, label project. Yeah, and at this point, Drake is kind of like standalone, the best to me, but just because. Yeah, just because he still exists. Yeah, because he's prolific. And Kendrick just takes so long to make music. I feel like, dude, I. I feel like the next thing he puts out, people are going to suck so hard just because he's been gone for so long. I know, yeah. In the Black Panther album, they credit to him, but like... There's so much more to that than just him. Yeah, he only has like three songs on there, right? Four? Yeah. A lot of people sound good on there. Right. I remember SZA from that more than I remember Kendrick. Yeah. Um, Yeah, he probably will just, you know, put something random out. So, just to, you know, keep people's attention. 
I'd want to hear another like like untitled type of thing from him. Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah, a little more, like a little more. I don't know. Maybe not not forced. I don't like when he puts out these like revolutionary projects that are just <laughs> oh so deep. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like his when when he's just rapping, he sounds so great. Yeah, he does. Yeah. So, but anyway. Shout out Big Crit, man. And this this weekend was kind of lacking with hip hop. Yeah, it was. So Big Crit was a was a good time for him to drop. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, good. There's always time for a good project to drop. Yeah, yeah. If it's good, someone's gonna find it. Yeah. We're gonna find it. Um. Any other big music you listen to? No, singles. Uh, no, I downloaded uh, "Angels Pulse" by Blood Orange. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, I listen I'll, to I'll that. I'll check it out. Uh, I'm not a Blood Orange fan. He's a little too boring for me personally. Okay, but he he has a cult following. So like people who like him love him. But I'm yeah, I've never listened to him in the past. So. Oh yeah, well, you could come back and give us <laughs> give it to us later. Um. Did you hear the Old Town Road remix? Yeah. <laughs> With Mason Ramsey? Yeah, Young Thug too, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I heard it. <laughs> Did it enhance the original? No, it didn't. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, let the song die now. Like, move yeah. on. Make something else. But Billy Ray Cyrus uh, already did all he could for that song. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like honestly, I can't think of anybody coming on that song and being better and making it more successful. Yeah, yeah, no, I can't either. So just let it go, my guy. You can't. How are you gonna put out a EP and this is garbage, <laughs> and now you making another remix remix to your only hit? Well, that's why he needed you to make the des- money back because he <laughs> didn't make it from desperate, the bro. EP. Yeah. Yeah, he that's not a good look, man. Threw my man Mason on there, like, like that was gonna have everyone come running. But I did. I listened to it. I'm not gonna lie. I listened to it because Mason was in it. Honestly, I mean, Young yeah, Doug, I heard it, so that's something. Yeah, I knew Young. I kind of knew what Young Doug was gonna sound like, you know. But I was like, how is Mason? How are they gonna put Mason on there? Walmart, Mason. But that's cool. Shout out to Lil Nas X for his year having a wild year in lots of ways he'll probably be out of there by next year <laughs> his out al- after his album his album will be his you know life or death at this point um moving on uh did you hear about ovo fest 2019 no uh it was drake and the millennium tour basically Everyone from the Millennium Tour. I, I don't I don't think Mario is going, though. Oh, yeah, he is, yeah. B2K, Mario, Pretty Ricky, Lloyd, Chingy, Ying Yang Twins, and Bobby V. And Drake. And OVO Basketball. Whatever that is. He's what the hell? A three-day event called OVO Basketball. I'm not doing it. I don't need to see him hoop ever again. He got a... Did you see the new gym? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
He's out there. He working. Out why don't celebrities get better? Like, maybe we just don't they see him. Don't have the time, man. I mean, they could. It seems like they have. Drake should have unlimited time if he's not performing. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Maybe not. I mean, there's some celebrities that are really good. Yeah, there is. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Brown is nice. Yeah. Yeah. The game is pretty good too. Yeah. Um. I feel like there was something else big we were supposed to talk about. Dude, Nas is dropping next week. Nas, are you kidding? Are you kidding me? Nas should hang it up. Are you kidding me? No, I don't want to hear this. <laughs> Sixteen songs? <laughs> no, that's not that many. Dude, his last shit, Nasir felt long. It was like six tracks. <laughs> <laughs> It did feel long, yeah. I think I listened to it at two different oh, sittings. Man. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. That's not good. Uh, did you hear any of the um, Lion King soundtrack? Uh, I mean, I heard Beyonce's song. Yeah. And I heard "Can You Feel the Love Tonight." Yeah. You know, I've I've seen I'm seeing some pretty negative stuff about the movie. I am too. And it's like, it's not that it's just, it's not that it sucks, because that's like a different thing. Right. The criticisms I'm seeing is literally the last thing I wanted for it to do, mm-hmm. which was just a complete copy of the movie, mm-hmm. or of what the animated movie was. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, really? Just a complete copy of it? Like, that sounds so whack. <laughs> Like, I don't yeah. know, all the other all the other adaptations or, or live action uh you know movie, movies they just they're just like slightly different. They have their their own feel to them. Yeah, and and also I I also read that the scenes are like no different. Yes. And it's really the only thing that is really really good CGI is the characters and like the other stuff like, the extras in there aren't good at all. So, that's kind of whack, too. If you're not going to at least make it, make it, make me feel like I'm there, I don't want to see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know, man. I'll, I'll I'm not even going to promise seeing it. I mean, I'll eventually see it, but I'm not promising seeing it in theaters. Oh, no. Me neither. Like, dude, I don't got money to be going. And there's, like, so many low-key, like, I want to see Stuber all of a sudden. <laughs> like the more I see about that Cause every time I see Dave Batista, He makes me laugh I wanna see it too yeah It looks every funny Every time I see the other guy He makes me laugh Yeah So like that to me Looks a lot more entertaining Than watching something I Adored like years ago That probably you know If they just remade The exact same movie I'm not gonna like it Right but I don't care if Beyonce or Childish, whoever they put in there, man. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. What what other music news is there? Is there anything? Uh, what is the, what is the deal? What was it? Jermaine Dupri uh, called <laughs> called female rap like strippers rapping or something. <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> I saw a bad baby, you know, say some explicit things to him. But no, I didn't see what he said. I believe Dude, that, he, though. 
He said, I mean, he basically just said, like, it's kind of like strippers just rapping now. And it, it's, <laughs> I mean, you know, the trend is definitely there. Yeah. Now, it's unfair to say that all of female rap is like that, because I don't think it is. No, of course not. Uh, but, like, the the ones that are blowing up right now definitely are. Right. You know, Cardi, Megan Thee Stallion. Like, there's not many city girls. Right. That's, I mean, that's stripper club anthems for days. Right. So, it's like, I get what he's saying. Uh, and Cardi had a good response where she basically said, like, you know, the fans aren't supporting the, the good, like, lyricists. Mm-hmm. Of uh, in the female community, so yeah, the fans aren't supporting it, and the labels aren't putting it out. No, yeah, that's the other thing. Fans can only support what they hear. Yeah, and the labels, you know, they know what makes money, and that's their job is to make money. They're not out here to just make people successful. <laughs> They're just here to make money, and you know how the saying goes. Sex sells. And it does. I do have the quote. Um, I mean, I think I have... Let me see. I think I have what Jermaine Dupri said. Um, yeah, I'm curious if I missed something. Because, like, to me, from what I saw, it's not that offense. Like, you know, he really didn't offend, really offend anybody. Yeah. Uh, but I could be missing some of what he said. Let me see. I thought I had it. <laughs> Yo, the Shade Room puts up way too much stuff, dude. Because <laughs> I definitely had it, and then I go to the Shade Room, and there's, like, hundreds of things. Um, let me see. Let me try this. Oh wow. Another female rapper, do you have a favorite right now in the rap game? Cardi B, Megan Stallion. Um, I can't really say. Not like Cardi B. No, you know the reason why I can't say is because I feel like they're all rapping about the same thing, and I don't feel like that. I don't think they're showing us who's the best rapper. I think they're trying to show. For me, um, it's it's like strippers. Other female rappers, do you have a favorite right now in the rap game? Well, yeah, I guess it's not the full thing, but yeah, so you you get the gist of it. Yeah, like I I completely understand what he's saying. Yeah, I agree. You know, like he's not saying they're 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 trash. Yeah, he's just saying like they're not really they're just kind of catering to what sells, like you said. Yeah, yeah, well whatever <laughs> yeah I, I he's not wrong but I could also see why the rappers are offended but it's not worth commenting on I don't think or like being mad at him for yeah so um dude I'm not gonna be able to listen to Nas and Iggy Azalea it's, it's gonna have to be one or the other I'll hit Iggy 
Oh, dude. I'll take the Trade 80. me. Trade me. Hold on. <laughs> wow. I really don't want to hear Nazir, man. That's crazy. Nazir 2.0. That's really... All right, I'll listen to Nas. That's cool. I'll hit Iggy Azalea. If anything, I'll get. I'll come on here heated, you know, if it really sucked, which it probably will. Yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> that's a fair assumption. Um, did you see they casted Boz Lerman as Elvis? Really? Yeah, you know Boz Lerman? Baz? Boz? I don't know how to say his name. No. From, uh... Uh... What was that MTV show? The um Shannara Chronicles. Did you watch that? No, I did. I've I've heard of it, but I didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah, he was on there. Um Yeah, I'm I'll send him to you so you can see. Why don't Okay. Yeah. They had did you see the short list when they were looking at people who they were gonna cast? For Elvis? Yeah. Oh, no. Who? <laughs> For some reason, just every white person, they throw Miles Teller into the... Oh, my God. <laughs> every... Dog. They throw him into the conversation every time. Bro, Ansel Elgort, I'm probably butchering his name, but he definitely should have... He looks more like Elvis than any of these other guys. Yeah. Oh, you're looking at it? The shortlist? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm reading the, the from the stuff you sent me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like Harry Styles, I mean, you know, that's that's weird because I only saw him in, like, one movie. But, uh, yeah, man, the the guy from Dr- uh, Baby Driver, he, he actually resembles Elvis a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But, I don't know. He, I don't know if he's really that good of an actor. <laughs> but I don't know who the fuck this guy is either. <laughs> Right, and I mean, if they, whoever, dude, they should if they mess this biopic up, they need to I'm, stop. Oh my god, <laughs> you just you just can't. Right, you just can't mess it up. Like, it's disrespectful to the United States. Yeah, I sent you a picture of the shortlist, but um, <laughs> Miles Teller looks like him a little bit though, low key. I, yeah, I give you that a little bit, and he probably has the longest, you know, most experience out of everybody here. Yeah, at least Harry is an actual performer. Yeah, so that that's true. So they pick the one dude who's <laughs> like the last guy I probably would have picked, and you know, no offense to Elvis, but he's not as handsome as um as the guy they picked. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Austin Butler. I, He's Vanessa Hudgens' boyfriend. That's a W in my book. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I'm not a big biopic guy. You like the last couple ones, right? Uh, I mean, I didn't even watch, what was it, the one with Rami Malek? Of Queen. Oh, you didn't watch that? Nah. Bohemian Rhapsody? I didn't watch that. I heard it was good. I wasn't a big... I, I didn't really listen to them like that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I didn't see it either. But, um... Like, some people, like, just adore Freddie Mercury, and I, I didn't... 
I never got, I didn't get a chance to get into it like that. Yeah, and I I'm not like a big fan of Queen's hits. Well, they have a lot of hits, but like the biggest hits that everyone likes are just happen to be ones that I don't like. So yeah. um it is what it is there. Let's see. Uh God, they got it, dude. Cut. I'm tired of the boring like it's just biopics, sequels, and remakes. I swear, man, if they touch... God. They better not make a Prince biopic, man. Please, oh, you know don't will. do it. Dude, you know they will. They will, but I'm begging them not to do it. <laughs> It'll be... A... I don't even want to think of who they're going to cast. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, dear God. I remember one time they said Bruno Mars. Oh, and then Bruno was God. like, no, I'm not doing that. I don't look anything like him. Smart guy. Yeah, at least he's honest. He doesn't need a money grab. And this guy, Austin Butler, I mean, you know, like I said, he's way more like, <laughs> trying not to be weird, but he's way more handsome than Elvis yeah, ever was. I got you. I, yeah. He's, he's just a different look. So I can't imagine them doing that to like, to a prince or a... Um, you know, Michael Jackson or whatever. Michael Jackson would be really disgusting <laughs> if they do that. Not and I I didn't mean it like that. I meant like the things they would have to do to the person to make them look like Michael Jackson would be really weird. Yeah, and it, it's tough because like like they kind of did this with Tupac. They don't really touch in like. They don't deep dive into who they were if it's like a touchy subject. Yeah. And it's like, why even make a biopic if you're not willing to like really dive into who the person was? Right. Like that's where the interesting ones come from. Yeah. Don't tell us stuff we already know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Feel like there was other big news. Is there any other movie news that you know? I'm I'm amped for Tarantino's thing. Uh, I'm not sure if that comes out this upcoming weekend. Might not. I'm. I think it's maybe a. a little I think bit it's off. in August. Oh, it's maybe. in August. Well, let me check. I'll I check. swear I thought it was mid. Maybe it is. July. Maybe it's late July. Uh. Oh no! It is this weekend. Uh, next weekend. The fifth, the twenty fifth. Oh, okay. okay, yeah, I'm. That that's must see for me. Yeah, it is. It's must uh, see. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna try to see it opening uh, weekend. Uh, but I I actually want to see Crawl. Believe it or not, I, I might have mentioned this last week. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I'm still. I might sneak out to see it this week if I could. I'm I'm having car problems, so I might not get to see any of this shit. To be honest. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> But I'm gonna try. All right. All right. Tell us how crawl is. I'm definitely not. <laughs> I'm definitely not seeing it. But <laughs> I got you. Uh, I do. I'm curious to see what people say about it. I haven't heard anyone um, talk about it at all. Um, did you see? You, did you watch Stranger Things? Uh, no, I stopped after season one. Okay. Fair. Fair enough. Did, season did two. Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched season two. I didn't watch the new one yet, though. New one? Are you about? Are you going to? I'm. I'm trying to wait for the hype to die down, so like I'm not. So I just watch it, 
and I'm not thinking about everything else. Because hearing people talk about it so much, I, I don't want to watch it while people are talking about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I just kind of was over the, like, the teen or the kids, like, teaming up to fight shit. Yeah. Like, it did enough of that for me. Yeah, it it, I'm it came out weird for... when it and that were kind of similar in the. Yeah, yeah. the story is, is has a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it too looks super fire. Yeah, it does. Um, the cast looks od. Yeah, the cast looks great. Oof, but that's like what is that October? I think maybe September. I think same. Same time as the last one, like right a week or two before Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Um, last thing, did you see uh, Don Cheadle is gonna be in Space Jam too? That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to see Space Jam too? I don't know, man. I feel disrespectful to to Looney Tunes. I feel disrespectful to Michael Jordan, honestly. Yeah. And I don't even like Jordan like that just because he ruined my favorite team. Right. (laughs) But I don't know. It's such a classic. LeBron, if if it's... Dude, if it's not like super fire, I will... The praise I had for LeBron, some of that shit is gone. Yeah. Cause you can't just be, you can't move to LA like you're gonna be this bigger than basketball star, and then put out like a garbage sequel to a classic. He's had a garbage seasons. I mean, it could happen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that'd be wild if like his whole all his career is like go to garbage just because he moved to LA. It's possible though. Very possible. Um. I don't have anything else, man. Do you? Uh, no, we'll be back next week. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit Blood Orange. I think uh, I might hit Burner and uh, Currency. All right. Because uh, that looks like fun. And whatever else, I'll hit like one or two things that drop on Friday. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna play. Um, I'm playing my gym real quick, and we'll we'll be right back. This is a uh, likes by. Yuna and Kyle. I think I gotta be honest to myself. I could never be anybody else. I could never please everybody else. But I care too much for everybody. Like toxic candy bar, I will consume it. Made it pretty far, but that's not enough, yeah I gave my best from the east to the west Still getting tested, people don't get it She doesn't smoke, she doesn't show her skin I heard she doesn't drink, who does she think she is? What is that on her head? Does that make sense to me? Let's hope I get more likes. Let me leave another comment out of spite. Let's hope I get more likes. Here's the story of me being true to me. I got the music and faith inside of me. One says just get on with the times. One says you're living in the 
things um well first kyle man he's he's doing a lot of good things lately he's yeah. making a name for himself in the in hip-hop yeah and he's like he's unique too yeah definitely which i like yeah um did you hear the shannon sharp and damian lillard thing no it was it about lillard's like you know, Jordan didn't team up with guys or whatever. Yeah, um, Shannon Sharp said, "Let me pull. Up, let me pull up the quote so I don't misquote him." Oh, um, oh, maybe I can, maybe I can play it. Let's see. When last time Dame Lillard took less than the max? So what Dame Lillard is gonna be is a guy that's gonna make probably four hundred million dollars with zero titles. Mm. He's going to be one of the richest players in NBA history with zero titles. Nobody remembers a guy that made a bunch of money playing sports. Only if you won titles, Dane. Mm. And if you don't believe me, ask Kevin Garnett. I want you to talk to Kevin Garnett in another year or two. Because he said, I should have left early. Early-er. Mm. Stayed in Minnesota. He wanted to grind it out. He didn't want... But you know what? At the end of the day, Skip, if you play a sport... It's about titles. I get it. And also, damn, you gonna go around punching people now? Cause Jordan was knocking people out. Hit Will Purdue, the deck pole, little Steve Kerr, little Stevie Kerr one right here. Ain't been the same since. He's six three, but go ahead. He little old Steve, little old Stevie Kerr. He's six Jordan, feet three. And Jordan swung on him. 
It's what yeah. I will Purdue. Mm-hmm. Seven feet tall, Vanderbilt University. Ooh. Dang. Ooh. It's a different time now. You're not going to win a title, bro. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be very, very interesting, Skip, to see this, how this plays out. Now, I want to know how much longer they're going to keep giving out these max contracts to Dame Lillard and C.J. McCollum with no championships dividends being paid on mm-hmm. that. And they're going to have to make a decision. Be careful, Dame. Mm. So... I, I thought the last. All right. <laughs> do you think about that? It's interesting. Uh, I'm surprised. Shannon is like originally when when I was like I I was watching Undisputed when they first started. Yeah. And I kind of thought that he would be like old school mentality, similar to what Skip, you know, for the most part, uh, thinks like. Yeah. But. Dude, he champions LeBron so hard. He just goes with anything LeBron does. That's true, yeah. It's so crazy to me. Like, he it's it's like he's become more and more of a LeBron fan as the show has gone on. Hmm. I like. I don't disagree with what he's saying. Uh, but I do wish more of these guys would stay. And and it would just be more of these, you know, one superstar teams. Yeah. Or one superstar and one, you know, like Scottie Pippen player. Yeah. Because uh, that's like there's a balance of guys don't win it by themselves. Mm-hmm. But it's also whack when guys win it with three other stars or two other stars. Like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I, I like. There's nothing wrong if you're drafting a guy like you know the Wizards drafted Wall, who was the original like kind of push of or like the direction of the franchise, and then Beal came along with that. Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But when you're loading up on other guys from wherever, that's when it becomes whack. Yeah. So it's just like I, I don't really disagree with either of them. But it, there's just like a balance, and and LeBron is so awful because every time they lose a game, he needs something. Yeah. Every time they lose I five games, there's a new new person in the league that he wants to go get. Like, dude, I need you to shoot eighty percent from the line, dude. He talks shit at the start of every year. Yeah. I'll get my free throw percentage up. I'll. It, I'm not worried about it. And then clutch free throws come around and he f- misses them. Yeah. Like, instead of worrying about more f- players, worry about the things you don't do well. Right. I don't know, man. It's just like, like Kobe was never alone when he won. Mm-hmm. Like, he had two of the top five bigs. Like, Gasol and Bynum were unstoppable. Yeah. they, And they were, it's not that they were two of the top five bigs, but they were such a... Like chemistry wise, they were great together. Yes. They were they had the best front court in the league just because they were good together. Like, dude, you could make an argument that was the reason why OKC let Harden go and paid Ibaka. Yeah, because back then, you know, San Antonio, a lot of you know big men. L.A. big men. Celtics. What did those teams have in common? Titles. Yeah, Celtics too. Celtics was another one. And the Magic made it to the finals with their bigs. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't know, man. Like, he shouldn't have got that upset over it. Dame? No, Shannon. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, but I, I understand what he's saying. You know, you got to do, you got to win. Dame responded and said, um, first of all, I took less on my first max extension. Uh, do your homework. But whatever, the easiest thing to have an opinion on is stuff that don't involve you because you don't have to deal with the consequences. And you and you don't know if I'll win it, LOL. If I'm forgotten, I'll be a rich forgotten MF. This is what that's what he said on Twitter. Then he said, um, someone responded, says, so basically he's right. And then Dame responded again, said he doesn't believe we can win just like many others, which is fine. I think we can because I'm not jumping ship. He's saying I don't want to win. So that's it. That's how he responded. Mm. You know, Dame is that guy. You don't really care about what anyone yeah, says. He shouldn't, dude, he shouldn't even have responded, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Like, it goes, like, it, I just hate that social media has allowed everybody to be able to, like, talk back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We go look like, for dude, people's responses right away all the time. Yeah. yeah. Like, th- there's just, now there's this opportunity for all these, for all these clowns to just come out of nowhere and and say whatever like and i'm not saying you know lillard is a clown in this situation he's not but in general it's just like dude don't even respond yeah like you just it just you look worse talking about dude you having to point out that you sacrificed like 10 million out of your max extension is not a good look yeah it's really no one's business and (laughs) no one saying anything should make it their business so right yeah I'm with you on that. So, hey, man, if they come out, dude, if they come out and win a title, he could come up in that MVP speech and say it right, be like, yo, Shannon, what's up? Where are you at? Because the other thing to Shannon's, you know, against Shannon's point, I only remember the big three and Rondo from the Celtics team that won. I don't remember anyone else on the team. Like, I remember the starting five. Who else played on that team off the bench? James Posey on his last leg. James Posey was on that team? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Eddie House, I think, was there. Yeah, but we you're saying you think and you're pretty sure. That's that's my point. If Trailblazers win with this team, you know, you'll know the reason why they won. Either way. Yeah. No matter no matter what your team is, the reason why the team won is what is remembered, not you know, not just because you were on the championship team. I mean, dude, Kyle Lowry just won a championship, and for a lot of people, the narrative about him has completely changed. Dude, 15 years from Even, now, I will not remember anyone on the team but Kyle and Kawhi. I'm serious. There's no way. No, I agree with you. And I, I'm starting to forget who started for Miami when they won, other than LeBron and Wade and Bosh. Don't disrespect Mario Chalmers. <laughs> Don't disrespect. Oh my God. <laughs> Kids is Jayhawks, baby. Don't disrespect, he says. Who was the center? Joel Anthony? Yeah. He wasn't the center of the second year they won, right? Didn't, didn't um, LeBron jump power forward then? Yeah, I think Bosch was running at the five. And then who was the other starter? Uh, that's my. That's the only point I'm making. Who? Who? It doesn't matter. 
only thing that matters is LeBron and Wade. I agree with you. And no matter what the team is, Damian will always matter on the team if they win or if they don't win. But I'm saying just because your team is crowded full of all-stars and you won doesn't make anyone more memorable than they were before. Mario Chalmers in 10 years will be just as memorable as he is right now, which is not at all. But, you know, it, also social media also gives a platform for people who don't know anything about certain things to talk about it, just like us, so. <laughs> it's easy. <laughs> it is. Uh, so, we will be back for episode 66 soon. Um, You got anything else? Nothing? Nah, thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking with us for 65 episodes. Yep, and since we talked about Nas, <laughs> uh, this is Rick Ross and Nas, Usual Suspects. We'll see you guys later. I'm here about music. It's deeper than the verse, baby. It's deeper than the verse. I'm running for the miles and running. Running. Get up in my way, you know that I'm Laugh about the dope, but really ain't nothing funny. Getting rich in a rush, yeah, you know I see the usual suspects. The real definition of success. Throw the money, cause I can and I love it. From nothing to something. You know I see the usual suspects. You know the boys on the block trying to take us in. Cause we bringing all of that paper in. From nothing to something. You know I see the usual suspects. 17, turn a man up. Free the fam, boy, I put that on these scan goods. All I got was diabetes and a damn hug. People talking down, calling me a damn scrub. Young niggas, all you wanna do is run free. On your own feet, gotta cook your own beef. I'm too cool for lame dudes to ridicule. I laugh while I'm doing laps in the swimming pool. I don't owe you niggas nothing. Throw me two fingers when you see a nigga stunting. Black Philip drumming limousines of the Hummer. Penthouse sweet, pretty beach, I call a summer. Lot of homies pass, see them in the future. Running so fast on the gas, never neutral. Gotta keep a shooter while I'm riding in the seven. Hide in the kite by the time I get to heaven.
you follow physics, nigga, money never flow. Meaning every day I'm living, try to stay afloat. Coming from a boss, I could predict a double cross. Handlers managing money, they never come across. Aspen to Africa, magnanimous numbers involved. AK-47 singing, winter by summer you fall. I dealt with bras and those willing to sell a soul. Over cars and clothes, man, I'm talking petty hoes. That's my fatty, bro, fuck a feed of spaghettios. I'm club popping in Cali, shout out to Harry O. Somebody dim the lights, triple black tux. Cousin Sozy in the flesh, it's time to catch up. I run with niggas who destined to get a life sentence. Get their baby mama Alexis for the nice business. My nigga got a dub and love to do the push ups. I got a million cash trying to get the push up.